0: Welcome to the Two Wools Podcast. I'm Katie,
1: and this is my lovely co-host and cousin. Sam. Really? What? Like, I don't believe that shit. They photoshopped their grave and they did it for months. Oh hell no, I'm not looking at that. Oh hell no, I'm not looking at that. Wow. (laughs) Until they got King Eddie Michelangelo. (laughs) I literally have a picture on my computer screen right now. It's fucking real, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I have to go, wow, wow. Hello, hello. It's your favorite graceful, Katie. Sam is not here with me tonight, but she is with us in the chat. She is with us in spirit. It's going to be all right. Tonight we're going to be talking about comas. I was in a coma story. Sorry, I went off for a second. Sam had suggested this topic, um, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Or maybe like a month ago, I don't know. We usually compile a bunch of... um topics or ideas into a google doc and this, you have a literal noodle package uh, on the bottom I, of, I of here <laughs> okay joey so just brought in a chair he's gonna be my guest tonight in case you're wondering um he has a ramen noodle package on the bottom of his chair so i don't know that's probably just how it's gonna be tonight that's when just in rome a, when in rome you know <laughs> um bear with us on the audio quality i do not have a box to put all of my um audio too. So we have to share a mic tonight, but Joey will be nice and loud so you guys can hear him. And if you can't, you can let us know in the chat. If you are listening from audio only, I am so happy that you are here. We have a lot of audio only listeners that have been popping in over the last couple of weeks. We've been enjoying seeing you guys and uh, interacting with you on social media. You can find us at all of the social medias that you see listed below, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. You can go to our website, twoghoulspodcast.com, or you can go to twoghouls.com. Either one will take you to our content, where you will find a different RSS feed in case you can't listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Hi, Mort Fairy. Welcome. Love it when you guys show up in the chat. Um, Drop your Zodiacs as well if you would like your horoscopes read. I think I'm going to go through and do all the horoscopes again tonight just because I'm feeling friendly. Just. Because I feel like it. Okay. Also, we are hanging on by a prayer tonight, hoping that my hotspot will make us through this live stream. Um, if at any point our audio is going out, you guys let us know, and I will try my best to fix it. But if it cuts us off short, um not sure what to do. But our internet is out, and I am currently using my hotspot. So hopefully, uh hope for the best. Hope for the best, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway all right let's just jump right into the trigger warnings we'll go over a couple things and then we'll do some horoscopes and then we will get right into the action trigger warnings if descriptive supposedly true story centering around gory real-life topics paranormal encounters and or anything surrounding extremely descriptive true narratives involving terror murders sexual interactions mental health, anything violent or potentially cruel in nature, we suggest that you just get the fuck out. This podcast is not for you. You've been warned. Um, I also want to share, if it's going to let me share, I'm going to show you guys our merch that we have this summer. Um, If you go to, you know what, I'm just going to share my screen with you. So follow along with me here. Share system audio. I guess I can. All right. Hopefully you guys can see my screen now. Should be. There it goes. So this is the Google Doc, but I'm going to take you to two dot com. Bear with me, this Internet. I swear to God, I don't Mm -hmm. know how it's even managing to share our screen right now. But if you look up here, this is, this is Sam and I's website. If you were to scroll down, you can go to our blog where she posts Tarot Tuesdays occasionally. She's not currently because she is on maternity leave. But eventually, we will get that back up. If you go to the right-hand corner to our merchandise, it takes you to twogoolspodcast.com. Hopefully, my audio is not going out. Hopefully, you guys can hear me okay. I'm sorry. I'm just going to stop apologizing for the audio quality <laughs> because I just don't know how annoying What what's going to to be more annoying, me apologizing or the actual internet service, but this is our summer collection. You can see here it is the Bite Me collection, is the Why Don't You Just Bite Me collection. I'm sorry. We also have stickers in this collection vinyl stickers that are cups Love it, it's super cute! You can buy that for five bucks and stick them on your laptop or something. To support your favorite podcast. Best part of all, I can give you a promo code, and every single dollar goes back into the podcast. Sam and I really work hard on making some good content for you guys every week, and we want to make sure that we have merch that follows. So these two come in pink. They come in black. I believe this sweatshirt comes in pink as well, but the mug only comes in black. And then the sticker is obviously by itself. But yep, I'm going to stop sharing my screen. There we go. All right, back into it. Okay, we're going to do some horoscopes. I'm going to probably go on dailyhoroscope.com like usual. Joey, how are you doing? How was your day at work? You had a very long day, didn't you? Uh,
2: I mean, it felt long, but in all honesty, I didn't really do much of anything, so it was nice.
3: Hmm.
2: One of those days where you spend most of the day just sitting in the truck, driving around, giving prices, and not actually doing anything. Joey does. Which um, is a nice, chill day.
1: What do you do for work? I want them to know. My phone's dead. Uh,
2: the charger's gone. I know it's behind you, actually. What? what? Did you move it? It's right on you. Um, what do I do for work? Contract. Tractor slash handyman slash pretty much everything else to do with uh, any type of repair on a house or home improvement, yada, yada, yada. Nothing too exciting.
1: You can do it all, right? Do it all.
2: Anything and everything. Pretty
1: much. Okay. Pulling up horoscopes now. Let's see. Aries, Taurus. Okay. We're going to go with Aries first. So this is for March, excuse me, I, I hate myself, I'm talking about, oh, you know, it's time to 7, seemingly bad news about your financial situation, you your usually even-keeled nature off kilter. Uh, look into the matter carefully before panicking, Aries. There may have been a computer error or other mistake, or perhaps someone confused you with someone else. Take steps to rectify the blunder. It's a drag, I know, but you'll be relieved to know that all was better than it seemed. Fun fact, aren't we? If, is Casima here? Cosima, are we in Mercury Retrograde right now? Maybe that's why our internet is like having outages in the area. Usually
2: Cosima says when she's in here.
1: Yeah, where's Cosima? Me looking people. for Cosima. I think Sam's here, uh, This is for Taurus, this is for Sam, for Taurus, your first reaction may be as to, those closest to you from the truth. You could be tempted to lie or at least avoid mentioning the situation. Don't give in to the temptation, Taurus. Your desire to show loved ones is understandable, but it could cause problems. You can't protect people from everything. Most people prefer to know the facts. Mm. Uh, Cosima says September. So the 10th is Mercury. Whoa, whoa, let me share this. Mercury retro and full moon in Pisces. Good to know. Good to know. I wonder if this is why we're having issues. Whenever Mercury retrograde comes around, you can ask Sam and Danny. they will tell you the same thing. We always have electronic issues. Like there's always like technical difficulties. All right, Gemini. This is mainly for Joey. I always say he's a Gemini. Your mind may be going a thousand miles per hour today. You you might be inundated? Inundated? Inundated. Inundated. I've never heard of that word. With new ideas and information that could cause mental overload. Write it all down if you can. You'll want to refer to it later. It might be advisable to then go out for a walk or other exercise. This intellectual overload could produce excess nervous energy that you'll need to work off. Cancer worries over the situation of a lover or close friend who seems depressed could plague you today. Yet, you may hesitate to contact this person and ask what's wrong because you don't want to intrude. Nonetheless, you should. All is not as bad as it seems, and your concern will be appreciated tonight. Get some much needed rest. You've been working far too hard. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm a cancer, so that actually resonated a lot. Oh, what? I don't.
2: Wait, what? How did it resonate? Did you have somebody um, feel like you need to? A- yeah,
1: I had a friend today that needed me, and I feel like I was, I not in like a bad way. They were like, "You're probably plagued with worry," but like when I care about my friends, I like I feel their emotions and I feel everything that they're going through like very deeply in my chest. Because I'm an, I'm a very empathetic person, so I feel like. I feel like I'm able to step into their energy a lot and it can be a little tiring, but I enjoy it because I love my friends, you know, does that make sense? I feel like I don't really say that a whole lot, but yeah, I'm a very, 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 very attached person when I like you. (laughs) Am I right, Joey? Oh, hi, Sam. Sam's here. Yeah. All right, guys. The party walked in. (laughs) Shut up. The party's here. All right, Leos. A family member may be depressed and not up for talking about what's wrong. His or her mood could spread to everyone else, so it might be a good idea to ask what's wrong. Point out that moods are contagious. Don't force the issue, Leo. That would be worse. A number of calls could interrupt your work, which you might find irritating. Don't be afraid to let voicemail get the calls. Virgo. Virgo. I don't know any Virgos. Misinformation might spread through the extended family. What is with the family drama lately? Extended family or neighborhood and cause unnecessary upsets among those involved. Don't accept at face value any gossip or rumor you hear today until you check it out yourself, Virgo. It could turn out to be a tempest in a teapot. This isn't a good time to plan or take a trip of any kind. Delays or mishaps could result. I come in and immediately hear. I'm a very attached person when I make you. <laughs> 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 I always say this, Sam. There was, all right. Let me just give an example. There was this one episode of Yoga the Gabba, Gaba, and if you're oh. not a parent, why are you rolling your eyes at Yoga with Gabba? Gaba? I love D J Lance. Ugh,
2: you know the Yo
1: Gabba Gabba, Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, that show. my haircut looks <laughs> doesn't good. it? I think his hair looks great. He went and got it professionally cut for
0: the and first I've time. And I have hair year. right now, but yeah.
1: It's nice.
0: It's sexy.
1: Uh-oh. It went out for a second. Did you just hear us? No, your head is not big. I, yeah, think, it is. I don't think so. I think your eyes are big. If your eyes were tiny, your head would be big. But I think your eyes and your head match each other very well. <laughs> All right. Well, what was I talking about? I Yo, Virgo. Gabba, Gabba. Who's a Virgo?
2: Bobby Boucher from the Waterboy. Adam Standler's character. What was the one
1: quote from him? He's like, Because he's like, I'm Vicky Valancourt
2: gonna... says I'm a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> That's you.
1: Um, Yoga Gabba, Gabba has this one character on it with like the blue, the blue, uh, what's her name? In Helen Family, Mika, or something like that. I don't know what her name is, but she's the blue one, not the pink one. And there was this one scene where she walked up to, oh, Rain is a Virgo. Wow. Okay, well, this is for Rain in a second. Boy-go.
2: Boy-go. Boy-go.
1: Boy-go. There was this one scene where this blue monster walked up to this other one that was crying. Tootie? Tootie! Yeah, Sam knows. And someone was crying because, like, they hurt themselves, and then Tootie was like, why are you crying? Go cry somewhere else! And it, like, made me die laughing. You know what? Sam is not only Tootie, she is what is the name of that one actress? She's in Greece and she's like laying down like this and she goes Sandra "You sound Moore. like a drag. <laughs> no, what the fuck is her name? Oh my god! Oh, homegirl. No, Rizzo. Move. And she goes, we're coming to rule the school. Like it kills me. I love her. That's Sam. If Sam was in a movie that would be her. Rizzo! He goes, Rizzo, what's the deal? What's the deal? And then he goes like this with his hair. <laughs> If you guys don't watch musicals, you probably
2: have no fucking
1: idea what I'm talking
2: about. Anyway, we,
1: I'm... I, we started to watch started. it,
2: but we made it like 10 minutes oh, we!
1: In. I thought we finished it.
2: Nope. No, we half-heartedly watched like 30 minutes of it.
1: Mm. All right, I just did Virgo. Libra. Misinformation regarding money could someone who has a stake in your believing whatever you're told. This could be a banker... Creditor, investment counselor, or even a close friend or relative. Whoever it is, Libra, don't accept what this person says at face value. Look into the facts of the situation yourself before making any decisions about what you need to do. Take that with a grain of salt and shove
0: it
3: in the sunshine.
1: Someone close to you, Scorpio, may not be totally honest. This person could be avoiding telling the truth or hiding something from you in order to protect Scorpio. If someone tells you something important that doesn't ring true, check it out before accepting one's per- one person's word. This isn't a vicious deception, only a protective one. But sh- the truth can sometimes... Well, well, well. Sagittarius, Sagittarius, Sagittarius.
0: You know who I'm talking about. She still listens. I don't
1: know if she still listens, but uh I... yeah weariness may have you feeling a bit listless today, hey, Sagittarius. This goes against your normal inclination, so you're tempted to bite the bullet and get out in spite of your malaise. Don't fall into the trap. Get some rest when you absolutely have to go out. So that absolutely have to go out, you'll be your old self again. Okay, okay. Noted, noted. Mm-hmm. Capricorn! Capricorn! Drop out of the picture, and this could have confused and wondering if this person isn't interested in continuing our relationship. Don't let your insecurity get the best of you. The person has his or her troubles and will eventually want a strong, sympathetic shoulder to cry on. You're likely to be that person. Okay.
3: How lucky.
1: Aquarius. What's that song? It's like the moon is in the second house of the world. And it goes, Aquarius, Aquarius. I had
0: to do it. That's how I do it. No,
1: that's not the song. Rama. No. Aquarius, <laughs> Aquarii, okay. Listening, career interests may be short to circuited by gossip rumor, and office politics. Someone has an agenda and isn't likely to care too much about the effects on others' lives of any underhanded dealings. If you care about such goings-on, Aquarius, do what you can to stop them before they get out of hand. That way, you can protect your and your colleagues' career interests. Sounds like it's heavily based on career. Last, but certainly not the least, Pisces, Reese's Pisces, my favorites. Danny is a Pisces, and someone else I know is a Pisces. Perhaps you've been planning a trip or a return to school for a long time. However, Pisces, a rather disturbing letter or phone call could jeopardize your plans, uh oh, and leave you teetering on the edge of disappointment. But if you look at the situation carefully, you may find that it doesn't set you back that much. You can take care of it without sacrificing what you want. Well, that's a disappointing horoscope. Aquarius! Mm. Okay, guys, we're gonna jump right in. Hopefully, you guys are ready. This, I was expecting this to go differently than I had anticipated. During my research, I was expecting to read a lot more like near death experience type things when I was looking into the topic of I was in a coma, but I ended up finding it being a lot more disturbing in other ways. And you guys can follow along with me and I'll explain more about what that means later on in the video. Also, keep in mind, we have factor fake tonight. That is going to be towards the end of the episode. Hot dog. We got 11 of them ready to roll from Sam herself. 11. 11. That's
3: one more than
1: 10. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? Richie. So I'm going to answer the question, what is a coma? What is a coma? You know? It's just a giant sleep, right? Mm, nay, nay, think again. Me, it, this one is going to be a medium, it's going to be like an explanation of everything going on. So hold on. Okay. Someone had asked in Ask Science, subreddit Ask Science, passing through forests Do people in comas have cycles like sleep and wake for brain activity, or is a general muted brain activity the whole time? Someone answered the friendly Finn and said, "In general, a coma is a state of unconsciousness that you can't be awakened from. The brain doesn't go through normal sleep cycles, and you can't move in response to pain. Comas are caused by brain damage. However, coma patients up to 15 patients can show normal-looking brain activity." Someone had commented back, um, named Kilo Jules, and said. What about medically induced comas? Does the medication use interfere with deep sleep? The same person answered, different drugs used for medically induced comas vary greatly in regard to their effect profiles in the subject. But in general, you can bet that any psychoactive drug or a drug that does anything to your brain will affect your ability to sleep and healthy sleep cycles to some degree, depending on the dose. Uh, In a barbiturate-induced coma, a patient often doesn't dream anything, but really anything is possible. There are cases of people reporting seeing horrible looping nightmares during induced comas, but they are quite rare. Medically-induced comas for head trauma are most commonly carried out by using pentobarbital. Is that how it is? uh, Pentobarbital? Pentobarbital and thiopental, both barbiturates, when a patient is given extremely carefully administered high doses of either drug on a continuous IV drip after a while, their brain activity decreases significantly. If you check the brain activity of a healthy sleeping person and a person in a medically induced coma, the person experiencing induced coma should have much lower brain activity. The decreased brain activity has many properties which can provide a head trauma patient a better chance of surviving and help with the degree of recovery. By lowering brain activity with barbiturates, brain blood flow is also decreased when you use your brain or it just does its thing. It uses glucose and oxygen. When you partly or completely shut off what would be a brain dust, some shut off someone's brain, the brain is mostly on a holiday. Not as much, op- op- not as much oxygen or glucose is needed. The effect, blood flow in your brain is greatly decreased, equaling pressure inside your skull also decreases. Severe burn victims can be put on a ventilator and administered high doses of opioids and other drugs to induce a coma. Yep. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, I think I'm going to skip the rest, but you guys get a, a, a general understanding of what we're working with. Let me go. Google Doc. I also had found what are the four stages of a coma, and I thought that would be interesting to read.
2: Um, what is Sam like? Awake, do? not awake, still not awake, and awake. Joey, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Joey's too morbid.
1: <laughs> I'm a little bit more sensitive than he is, in case you can't tell. All right, what to expect when coming out of a coma? This was written by GKBM. This was Gabby Keltner, Bienvenue, and Montesi, PLC. Let's see who wrote it. I'll make sure I'm giving enough credit here. Doesn't say. So, what to expect when coming out of a coma? After sustaining a brain injury, there's a risk of going into a coma. Typically, a coma will last between two and four weeks. While it may be a long recovery process, some telltale signs in the each stage can indicate how someone is progressing while coming out of a coma. Coma patients are monitored carefully through the four following stages of recovery before they can determine full extent of their brain injury and prognosis. Stage one is unresponsiveness. During the unresponsive stage, the patient typically does not respond consistently. The unresponsive stage is referred to as a coma. Patients in the unresponsive stage may have reflexive responses and random movements for no specific reason. Stage two is early responsiveness. During this stage, the patient will begin to respond to stimuli. Responses will be less random but slow and inconsistent. Some early responses may include movement to sound and touch or opening and closing of the eyes, possibly gripping and releasing hands when prompted to do so. Stage three is agitation and confusion. At this stage, a patient may respond more consistently. They may also be confused about where they are and what has happened and have memory difficulties. The patient may present behavioral issues such as outbursts, swearing, biting, or physical aggression. And lastly, stage four, higher level of responsiveness. At this stage, a patient may be able to complete routine tasks without difficulty. However, they may have still have issues with problem solving, judgment, and decision making, as a patient at this stage may not be fully aware of their limitations. Family and friends might notice some personality changes at this stage as well. So I thought that was interesting to share. Hopefully you guys are Following along, I I don't know. I just wanted to give like a brief like understanding of what comas are because I feel like everybody just thinks it's like you're going to sleep. It's like no, your brain literally is like shut down. Sleep. Yeah.
2: Um. I remember when I got a concussion and the doctor made you get on the phone? And was like, is he having any changes in personalities? And you did. And I was like, no, I'm not. And they're like, all right, let's talk to your wife. Is she around?
1: <laughs> yeah. She was like, gonna- yes, he is. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Joey and I both, I've had a a skateboarding accident where I lost my memory for probably about two hours. And then I experienced Uh, short term memory loss
2: for six hours. Because when I got to the hospital, you were still asking about if Krista knew and stuff like that. (laughs) It's <laughs> like a half hour
1: drive. I thought I was going to go down a hill and bomb it and do really well. And I literally felt directly on my head. You bombed right all here. right. I bombed it all right, right here on my head. And somehow I had managed to walk myself to my car in a parking lot when I had no memory of where I was, who I was, what I was doing. And called like a total of like 11 times trying to get a hold of them. You
2: called me like three or four times telling me the same thing that happened over and, and over. I over and I just kept then.
1: repeating it because in my head, I was thinking that I hadn't told them yet. So I just sat in, the, in my car basically calling on loop until the ambulance showed up and got me and I don't remember any of it. I don't remember a single part of being in the back of a car with anyone. Apparently my sister-in-law was there because we went to school at the time. Yeah, I
2: called her and she's like, is that important? am in class right now. Why are you calling? I was like, it's important to get out of class.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And she came out of class to come sit with me until Joey could get there. And I had no idea. I had no idea. And what's funny is that for the next couple of months, I struggled heavily with short term memory loss, which affected my schooling as well. Um, That was a really hard time in my life, which I won't get into that now. But I can remember sitting on the bench, I was literally like typing in my phone things that had happened that morning, because like I would go like on full blown shopping trips to Target with Joey in the morning. And then two hours later, I would forget anything that I had done that day. Um, so I had this woman walk up to me that was in full-blown uniform. I could tell that she was like an EMT of some sort. And she goes, do you remember me? She was like, I'm glad you're feeling better. And I was, I looked at this woman and I feel like I had seen her in my life before, but I have never seen, I felt like I had also never seen her before. It was the most bizarre feeling. And I, I thanked her cause you know, she told me what she had done. She had helped me get out of the car and get to the hospital. She was with me in the ambulance and she noticed me sitting there and came up to me and was like, wow, looks like your head's feeling better. And I had this big black eye surrounding my left eye. Oh God, I'll never forget that. So yeah, that was our experience with uh, not technically comas, but TBIs, so some brain injury issues. This first story is called Simple Experience After a Fall. I found it on Ask Reddit. It was under... It was, it was under Ask Reddit, but it was someone had written by Jessandra those who have been in a coma. What was it like? When I was in fifth grade, I fell out of a tree. This is by Rag Lothbrook. When I was in fifth grade, I fell out of a tree and bonked my head pretty well. I woke up three days later in the hospital. For me, this experience easily summarized in three parts. One, when I fell, I blacked out before I hit the ground, or at least that's where the memory fades. And quote, fades, unquote, is really the best word. It was as if my consciousness was drained away, and then blackness and nothingness. It was as if my body knew how badly it was going to hurt, and so it shut down. I have a very, very, very vague memories while in the coma of hearing my dad reading a book or my mom telling me that she knew I would pull through or a tube being pulled out of my nose. But these were always super fuzzy moments and I never was conscious during them. It was more like a half second of being aware of one particular thing, the way the tube felt being taped against my arm and wishing I could reach out and move it and then back into the nothingness. I think that I was somewhat aware of the fact that I was a little bit more aware each time that this happened, but honestly, I'm not even certain of that much. Number three, waking up was very sudden. So, so sudden. I was in blackness, had a moment of awareness, like my neck hurts, and then the pain was magnitudes higher. No longer a distant perception, but something that I was actually conscious of, waking up was the most painful moment of my life, and I just started crying, and then I couldn't even cry because it hurt so bad. I think that had more to do with injuries sustained than my neck and my head than the coma, but that's what it's like. After an hour, my body was used to the pain, and I was totally normant normal, albeit very weak, hungry, and thirsty. I survived, and I'm fine now without any lasting issues.
2: Yeah, so, that's what I've heard most commonly is they get like little flashes of what happened, but you know, nothing, you know, flashes of consciousness. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I can think back to when I was starting to come back to and apparently Kristen had told me like 15 times she had repeated something to me. She was like, I, this is like the 15th time I've told you. She was like, you're here in the hospital. You almost peed the bed because you told the lady you were giggling and didn't want to go pee in front of anyone. And she was like, that. yeah, she was, she was just telling me, she was like, you were so funny. <laughs> so that
2: wasn't a combo. That was uh, No, that just was just me coming out of being a in severe
1: concussion in my um. I don't know what I'm trying to say, being not aware of what was going on, but I can't imagine what it's like to be like completely removed from reality. All right. What it's like. This is a more medical explanation, which I felt like you guys would appreciate. This comes from Ask Reddit, and it is written by same person, those who've been in a coma. What was it like? Spider Mechanic says, I was in a medically induced coma for about a week. The coma itself is not much to talk about. There's just a gap in your memory, even from before it happened. I don't remember the accident that brought me there in the first place. Waking up from it is so much different. It's so much, it's a different story though. Since I was fully dosed with painkillers and sedatives and whatnot, I was basically high as a kite. And since the trauma, I suffered a very serious, uh, my brain was Wait, what? I suffered with very serious, my brain constructed very stressful, vivid nightmares that I remember to this day. Someone commented and said, I was in a coma for almost a month, 29 days. The dreams that I had were terrible. And I had a problem where if I smelled something that could relate to pure oxygen or the room I was in staying in, it would trigger a flashback. I would literally be reliving these dreams all over again. Bleach was almost guaranteed to trigger it. It gets better, and if you have flashbacks, tell your doctor. They put me on something that stopped them. A year later, I stopped taking the meds to see if I was any better, and yes, my brain was rewired. Bottom line is, I know what you're going through. You were torn with the knowledge it wasn't real, but it is remembered as clearly as any other real-life memory. Spider Mechanic commented back and said, thank you. I'm all right now, actually. It all happened more than a decade ago. Hope you are and will be, too. It's as you said, though. I still remember those dreams or parts of them, anyway. Just like normal memories. It's wild.
0: Thoughts, questions,
1: concerns. No memory loss.
3: <sighs>
1: you good? Hit yourself. All right. This was written under. Ask Reddit, real Joe mom, Redditors who have been in a coma for a long time, like like a year, what was it like to wake up again and how did you adjust to literally um, a long fast forward? My sister was in a car accident and sustained a massive head injury. She was in a coma for over five months. Waking up from a coma doesn't happen suddenly, it's gradual. She had to relearn everything, starting with swallowing. She's missing her last year of high school and she cannot remember how many things since her accident. Her short-term memory was damaged. Her, her damaged memory makes her very frustrated. I to add her accident was in 1994. She graduated in 93. She cannot remember grade 12. Sorry for the confusing statement. This was um, This was stunning for the family because she had just graduated. That whole year was gone. That weekend, my sister had double booked herself. She was supposedly to head to the car and rally with me and my husband. She came to me and asked me if I was all right if she went to Whidbey. Whoa, my, that was weird. My clock started flashing. If I had been a bitchier sister, I would have told her to postpone her trip and come with us, but I wasn't, and I'm still not like that. I told her to go have fun with her friends. That Saturday, we got the call that she had been in a car accident. She was traveling down a rural highway when a lady blew a stop sign. My sister swerved to the left to avoid her. She's left-handed. Her car started to spin. She tried to correct and ended up swerving the car into oncoming traffic. She hit a pickup truck that was driving in the opposing lane, and her car crumbled. She had her driver's side window partially down. Her head slammed down on the open window, and she was cut from her ear to her chin. She was thrown against her friend in the passenger seat and broke her clavicle and her pelvis. Her friends had minor injuries. She was wearing her seatbelt, but the twisty nature of the collision swung her from the side to side. <clears throat> they used the jaws of life to extricate her from the vehicle. She was posturing what is or she was posturing, which is what happens when a person has a massive head injury. The emergency crew had a ferry return to dock so they could load her on. For three days, we didn't know if she was going to survive. They drilled a hole in her head to, relive the, to relieve the pressure that was building due to her brain bleeding. She survived, and our family has been by her side ever since. Someone commented under Lucky 17 or 71.9. As someone with a damaged memory, I can relate. The feeling of knowing something is supposed to be in there, but it's not, is really hard to describe and so incredibly frustrating. The closest thing I can think of to describe it is a word or a name being on the tip of your tongue, but you can't quite recall it. Only instead words or names or titles, it's with memories. Some are worse, like having absolutely no clue what someone is talking about when they are reminiscing about something. Others are better, remembering small snippets of something happening, but not the whole thing. Some are just straight-up disconcerting, having no idea what happened during months of time of your life. Still, some yet can be downright baffling. Most recently, I was in a craft store and had some super strong emotional reaction over drawing pencils, but have no clue why or what's important to me about them. It can be pretty exciting and overwhelming when something finally clicks and a whole flood of memory comes rushing in all at once, though. I bought the pencils, hoping one day it will trigger.
3: Mm-hmm. That's I can't depressing. imagine
1: that is so depressing. I experienced it for a short amount of time where Oh yeah. and I remember being so 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 frustrated because I would go to a math class in the morning and I would have two assignments to do and wouldn't remember how to do any of it because I had spent all morning trying to learn a subject that my my brain had no capacity yeah. to remember. let Joey pull up a picture of Don't me. Swipe. Why? Why? <laughs> Think you can focused. see? This is a picture of me directly after I got into the accident. So for some, the
2: somehow, hematoma on the forehead.
1: If you guys can see, I'm trying to turn it just a touch. The giant
2: hematoma. Above it's the a eyebrow. big,
1: big, big bump on the left portion of my frontal lobe, right here. And I don't know how and or why I took a picture. The day after. The day after. So this is how maybe. I looked for like a month, like maybe I'm a month. To two.
2: The maybe in. that'll help.
1: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm yeah i did it i i got punched in the face i actually had some girl walk up to me and was like are you okay and i was like yeah she was like is everything okay at home i was like yep it was a skateboarding accident thank you i appreciate the asking so yeah that's me i don't know about you but that's my let's see (laughs)
2: Well, you had sent me this picture, and you're like, yeah, I don't remember taking that. I
1: don't. I do not remember it's taking a that. a giant
2: lump on the forehead. Yeah,
1: you can see it. it looks like a giant baseball on my head. It was over here. Right there. I fell directly from the skateboard into the air and then directly onto my head. That's all I remember.
2: Still cute, though.
1: Thanks. That's nice of you. What a nice thing to say to a person who just busted their head open. Mm-hmm. All right skip some of these stories for a second, and I'm going to show you a video. A TikTok. A TikTok. Yes, let me share my I'm screen so here. Sorry. Hopefully you guys can follow along. Grandpa. Joey
0: also to have on his phone.
1: nothing gonna break my story.
2: 90% of the time, it's a text message from a customer that gives me an instant headache. God, Do I'm, like,
1: I'm, uh, I'm,
2: no,
0: I'm nice of, to be you're
3: nice to kind of I'm nice to
0: you. are like scum. Well, only I don't
3: initial. Yeah. Ain't my
2: strength. Stay with us, guys. I'm going to use my energy on the matter to me. Therefore, if I if you're a stranger, I'm probably going to come off as a dickhead because I'm like, oh, I don't know you. I'm not using my energy on you. Yeah. Not that that's a great thing to do, but, and that sounds way worse than what I was trying to make it sound, like, but. It does. It's okay, because I. No. But oh. <laughs> you're like a tight group of people that I do care about. And then you get the you full You know what
1: every nice person wishes they could do. And that is to turn off the niceness and just be like, no, you're it's not someone I want to, to be nice. On. You think it's okay. All right. This video I'm going to show you guys. Hopefully I can share my screen with you, even though there's only two people here. It's just a little party. It's just a little party. God, I hope that my internet is not giving out on me. Thank you for sticking around and bearing with us while we go through all of this crap. Sam, do you think I should just quit the live stream like Frankie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, that's fun. Okay, it's not gonna let me show this video. Wow, that was a waste of time. Ignore. Okay, we're not gonna watch videos tonight then because I gotta get Joey to bring the computer in here and I have to hook up my um, We just don't have the internet for it. That's all I'm going to say. But I do have plenty of stories, so stick around. All right. This next one comes from an article under Everyday Health. Waking up famous coma survivors. A South African man recently emerged from a seven-year coma after being given a sleeping pill similar to Ambien. Not everyone who is in a coma come out of it but stories such as his and others provide for families caring for a comatose relative. I can't share videos. If you could figure Uh out a way to turn is our internet back on by any chance? I guess not, huh? Take a peek see. Yeah go ahead and take a look. I'll read some stories while you figure that out. Coma is a period of prolonged unconsciousness. Coma can be caused by injury or physical illness, and in rare cases, induced by doctors as a treatment option. Recovery is unpredictable and sometimes inexplicable. Seven years after her a horrific car accident, South African Ayanda Nik, 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 Nikna finally awoke. Sorry if I just completely butchered that person's name. Awoke in early September 2012 ironically the miracle cure of Nikwana was a sleeping pill similar to Ambien Nikwana's story is proof that someone's sometimes hope and patients prevail as miraculous awakenings have been reported for patients in comas as long as 19 years this first one comes from yeah like I said the story is truly unique his coma lasted seven years from 2005 until 2012 as in the case with many other high-profile comas, Nkwanas was uh, was caused by a car accident. Unlike other coma revivals, his was sparked by a regimen of Stilnox, a sleeping pill similar to Ambien. Based on amateur research conducted by Nkwanas' wife, phone doctors agreed to treat Niquana with Stillnox. After five days of treatment, Nkwanas' seven-year coma was over, and he is... One example of a multi year film Survivor, but he is not the only one to experience such an improbable
2: recovery. Come
1: on, hopefully, you guys can still hear me. Yeah.
2: The internet's still not.
1: We're literally on, we're hanging on one bar right now, but we are still, we're, we the show will go on.
2: That's because somebody has to watch Blippi.
1: <laughs> are, are you using my hotspot?
2: I'm assuming so, because the switch is working.
1: All right, next one is Terry Wallace. He was in a 19-year coma, another car accident victim. Can you imagine 19 years of being asleep and waking up in a completely different world?
2: Well, not going to lie, just a quick read of the article. 1984, he crashed his pickup truck, which means at a minimum, he was born in, what, 68? That top picture, he's looking pretty good for being 68. Yeah, he
1: kind of looks like Gary. Looks similar, you know.
2: Man, he looks like he's, you know, 45 or so. Yeah, like, he, he looks very youthful good. young. Being in a coma, he must age real well. well there's less stress. No stress. I know, stress.
1: Another, know anything. <laughs> another car accident, Terry Wallace, <laughs> suffered a brain injury that caused what turned out to be a record coma. In 1984, Wallace's pickup truck was thrown off a small bridge in Stone Art County, killing another passenger. Or I'm sorry, Stone County in Arkansas is killing another par- passenger. The accident left Wallace a quadriplegic, but amazingly, he was still alive upon arrival at a local hospital. After a few months, his coma had stabilized into a minimally conscious state, but there was little reason to believe Wallace would survive and regain consciousness. Those odds looked increasingly grimmer with each passing years. Wallace's wife, Sandy, and newborn daughter, Amber, were left to question if they would ever see Wallace alive again. Their questions were answered on June eleventh, two 2003, as incredibly, Wallace awoke from his 19-year coma, making him the survivor of the longest coma on record, matched in years by only ever one person. Another 19-year coma was sustained by Jan well, Garza. Gers- did Gers- you say he Gers- had Gers- a newborn Gers-
2: when he had the coma? Imagine yes, him, Sonny, a couple months old. And then you wake up and she's 20.
1: That would be literally horrible. I would like, not want to be alive because I would feel. believe Even though they don't remember it, that in comas, their astral bodies are doing so much spiritual work while the physical body sleeps. You know what, Kasima? I agree. I believe in all of that spiritual stuff. And I think that there has to at least be whether or not it's a spiritual realm or a mental realm where we work on ourselves internally. I don't, I don't know what you guys believe. I personally believe that there is your spirit is being removed from your body and is in a different plane. But that's just me. What do you think, Joey?
2: I believe there's two things guaranteed in life. Speak up. One, you die. Two, you pay taxes. That's pretty much it. (laughs) You're
1: so boring. (laughs) Oh, uh, I mean,
2: no, legitimately, when she says astral bodies, I don't even know what that means.
1: What? How do you not know what that means?
2: Uh, Joey is. Because. Joey doesn't I don't believe all really of this partake stuff. in researching.
1: Being an interesting person? Uh,
2: this realm that you call <laughs> spiritualism.
1: I enjoy it. It makes me feel better about myself. It's
2: nothing against it. It just.
1: I know, you don't get it. It doesn't
2: pique my interest too much. I'd rather learn more about math or physics
1: boring real physics this next guy jan gerzebski the second 19 year coma survivor was a polish man named jan gerzebski a railroad worker gerzebski 46 (sighs) suffered his coma in 1988 in what was initially believed to be a workplace accident but was later attributed to a five centimeter brain tumor Grzebsky Jeez. was able to survive the tumor and eventually emerged from his coma in 2006. In an interview he after he woke up, Grzebsky admitted to being overwhelmed by the abundance of food in his local shops, cell phones, and the fall of communism. Unfortunately, Grzebsky passed away two years after waking up from his coma. The cause of death was a heart attack believed to be related to the coma.
2: For reference, a five centimeter coma is five centimeters. Is- the length, of
1: a a length of a cigarette
2: yeah of the cigarette so that's you can imagine you know
1: yeah that's still pretty
0: two
2: inches or so. no i mean that's massive it legitimately i mean five centimeters probably slightly bigger than a golf ball mm. like maybe a racquetball or something a little bit small
1: this is my dad's favorite evil knievel was in a coma for <laughs> Perhaps the most famous stuntman of all time, Knievel was never punishing his body. One of his most memorable performances took place on New Year's Eve in 1967. Knievel attempted to jump over the famous fountains at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. He cleared the fountains, but the landing failed, and he had a horrific crash in front of a national television audience. The crash resulted in broken pelvis, fractured ribs, a fractured skull. Knievel spent the next twenty nine days in a coma.
2: Well, um, well that jump that he failed on, the dude Travis Pastrana, one of the guys from the Nitro Circus TV show, um he actually redid that like three or four years ago as a tribute to Evil Knievel and wow. had his family come out and everything. Wow. But Evil Knievel, he was, you know, an Who's entertaining guy. But he was not like a professional dirt bike rider or anything. did not care. That was literally what he did on the side. He still had a full time job. He would literally just get hammered and jump a regular <laughs> Harley Davidson motorcycle, like not a sports bike. Just like get hammered and jump a just regular old street bike, and people would be like, "Man, look at that. That's pretty cool." <laughs> And th- that was his whole thing. People don't realize that he wasn't like a trained stuntman. He would just get hammered and you know, <laughs> motorcycles. And gosh, damn, I wouldn't do it.
1: Man, yeah. my dad loved Evil Knievel. So.
2: Everybody did. He was iconic. I mean,. <laughs> And in your dad's era, he was the guy to look up to.
1: I low-key, I mean, this is going to sound wild, but, like, I low-key understand the whole, like, let's get drunk and then I'll do something really violent. Because when I was, like, first drinking and was getting more drunk than usual, I remember, like, flailing a lot off of the couch and being like, that didn't hurt as much as it normally would. Or, like, you stub your toe, it doesn't hurt as much as it normally would. Because when you're drunk, I don't know why, your body's just much more... I don't know. You're like less inclined to feel pain. But the next day, I would have bruises all over my legs and my arms. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm I talking about that. when I was like, I can't say my age, but I was, you know, I was drinking. And I remember I was getting drunk.
2: I mean, it's, I mean, you're like 20. No,
1: no, am saying like, my what, age. What
2: you, the cops are going to come in. Yes,
1: come they're going to no. come get me. Statue of
2: limitations. It's over.
1: Stop. Years, you're you know. going to get me in trouble in the cops. Nobody cares about that. Anyway, I was <laughs> drinking and, you know, when you're that age, you get you drink to get drunk. And well, so I would fall that. off the couch and it wouldn't hurt in the moment. But the next morning I'd be like, damn, man, my shoulder well, hurts, dude. Not only that,
2: it was just something that was taboo for, you know. Like any wild stuff because you were kind of raised and went to college. Yeah, and I was just kind of
1: like
0: hyper crazy. Christian,
2: hyper rule follower. That's
1: that's a whole other. Like story. I
2: remember before you even would drink when you would come over, I had to show you in the law where it was legal for you to drink underage on private property with. Oh you know, yeah, I was property owners consent.
1: Listen, I never went to detention. Like, I never got in is, trouble. That
2: I'm, is how um... honorable Katie is. Like, <laughs> In i her, can't do anything you know, wrong coming over to where i was you know where i was renting she literally would not even drink until she could make sure that le- legally it was okay to drink i was such a dude like with sitting there we were reading over the law of Virginia, and finally <laughs> read it she's like oh okay well the law says it's okay so I, <laughs> uh, okay I'll, i guess i'll drink something now <laughs> <laughs> i hate myself you guys are going
1: to learn a lot more about my past self as we get on into this podcast uh i was a very do-bitter kind of person I and then i met joey and i've definitely loosened out a little bit and have become more myself is what i'd like to say but yeah, when I was in the beginning, I was getting crazy. I was having a good time,
2: you know? It's not that you became more of yourself. You just discovered what yourself was. Right. Because I wasn't myself was. before.
1: That's indoctrination, baby. That's indoctrination.
2: Because like the physical body, man. What
1: but- you need to read it like a normal person because our audio-only listeners have no idea what talking about. Physical body and mental body are together, then emotional body and the astral body. These are the four lower bodies. Yep, I semi agree with that. I semi agree with that. I don't think I full-on believe it, but I would like to believe that. So I agree in that sense, Joey.
2: Nothing personal. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of no, the podcast. No, nothing personal, but it's just one of those things, you know. I think it's the astral body or emotional body. I mean, yeah, you have a physical body that's right here that you can touch. And you. I guess it could be considered a mental body, what your stream of consciousness is. But even that, I would have a hard time considering a mental body, its own entity, opposed to just just a body but
1: so back What's to the, back to
2: the comas back to the
1: you know how Joey, it's it's in person not to be toxic
2: <laughs> all right well, no, I didn't say anything.
1: No, no, no no, 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 no. I just always feel like I have to come up and sweep up behind you, and I'm like, "Hey." No, it mean I think anything. the people
2: that are close <laughs> to us get it, or the people yeah. that know us get it. There's
1: other people that think Joey's genuinely just an asshole, but he's like, "No, I just don't agree."
2: <laughs> I just have a very, can have a very matter-of-fact tone of fact, voice that people it's do, really
1: Fucking annoying,
2: and it's not personal. Well, that's
1: that's just, not. Know, even though he's still very open to listening to other people's thoughts let's see like ghost.
0: oh yeah
1: man we ended that on some other episode about the ghost Joey is a full blown believer in ghosts now says oh, so you what you told me I asked you if you believe in ghosts and you said yeah
2: well okay this isn't really the episode for it but no. to a certain point you know there's too much evidence to deny and we've had some crazy stuff happen at the house so Joey
1: you are a crazy thing that happens at this house. Did you tell him what happened? Oh, no.
0: That's too much. Yes. He's yanked out and then onto the floor. Wow.
3: Had a.
1: All right, back to coma. So you're going to be distracted.
3: Hmm.
1: This Easy. was written by Real Joe Mom again under Ask Reddit. Redditors who have been in a coma for at least a year. Had a friend who was in <laughs> a coma for eight months. After he woke up, he had to relearn everything. Family and school pressured him, and he ended up hanging himself in his room two
0: months later. So getting better. How
1: heavy that is.
2: All right. Well, branching off of this, you had a TBI. You know, I'm triggered by that one. (laughs) You didn't have a coma, obviously, or you weren't in a coma, obviously. (laughs) You had a what was medically. Diagnosed as severe concussion, it yeah. was. Would you say how did that relate to your mental state? Were there changes? Oh, Were there relations Dropped
1: out of college. I was like, I cannot mentally, like, physically, or, or emotionally deal with spiritually even deal with some of the shit that I was feeling. My pressure from you know family wanting me to be in college and making sure that I completed. What did you just
0: break?
2: <laughs>
1: What did you just break?
2: Nothing.
1: What did you just break?
2: Here's your stick.
1: Oh, my freaking paint stick. It's okay, let's grab another one. Please don't break that one. Um, <laughs> I,
0: I definitely something. feel it's like
1: good. it affected
0: my mental health. There we go. Well,
1: that
2: it affected your mental state.
1: Know that it affected how where like I'm at today and why I feel like I ended up finding myself. I started to release myself of feeling like I had to, to people anywhere. I so you to felt about. like it
2: expedited
0: the
1: uh, yeah, process 000%. of you
0: finding yourself, right? right.
3: What- yeah. a
0: concussion allowed me to realize that I needed to stop putting so much pressure on myself. And I feel like my, um, I to do that. So, yeah, I dropped out of
1: college and was like, I don't even know why I'm here. Any degree in, and, uh, long story short, that's how this podcast ended up coming up. Cause I was like, I still am a very creative person and I want to talk with people and create a good community. And so that's ended up making Tools podcast. Fun little backstory. story.
2: Yeah, I remember when I had a concussion, my first concussion when I was nine years old. In the fifth
0: grade. I remember a lot mm-hmm. after I had my concussion. Like, I would get so pissed off. I'd be like, it's amazing. It- the things you've. Well, this one, you know, being. Super tight, you know, because we had bunk beds together, so we talked. I don't know, not even like confused isn't the word. Like, yeah, there. We're at the top of the steps. My mom was at the bottom of the steps, and she was like.
2: like 10 seconds I look at my brother I'm like what does she say and I'm like it was like it would mess with you, mm-hmm. you questioned everything you heard if you remembered something it's like well why did mm-hmm. it real? I can't remember anything else mm-hmm. and like it put, mm-hmm. like it puts you in a dark place Yeah, it can put you in a dark place mentally Definitely. I remember
3: yeah.
1: Or, there was a nice man that had opened the door for me one morning and i was like i want to remember this i want to remember this so i sat down in the computer lab and wrote on my wrote on my phone the and like he was wearing like a cowboy hat so i wrote that down i was like man cowboy hat and like uh nice jeans and a cowboy boots the door for me this morning. So I was like, I'm gonna see if I end up remembering this at the end of the day. I would start journaling my day. And then at the end of the night I'd be like, bitch, I went to Target today? What? When? Mm -hmm. Or you know, I had no idea that I had math this morning. What the hell? What am I supposed to be doing in math? And the whole time, the most traumatic thing about all of it is that my teachers had no idea that I had to that I had no like I couldn't remember anything. So I had to like stand up for myself to a lot of my teachers and be like, hey, I have I have memory loss and I'm having a hard time in school. But my freaking doctor had cleared me to go back because I guess I had made it before I was ready, because I guess I made it seem like I was doing better than I actually was. And he was a very passive doctor. It was very weird. And when I told him that I eventually was like, I'm thinking about dropping out, he looked at me like I was the dumbest fuck in the world. And I that I will never forget that. I'll never forget that. I remember being like, this is too much. I can't do this anymore. I tried for months and I was failing miserably because I couldn't remember anything. <laughs> it's like doubly hard because I couldn't remember shit from the same day. But anyway, this is again from Redditors who have been in a coma for one year. Someone commented under North technician and said, I had no idea where I was. I had no idea what happened months after I was still learning about who did or didn't pray for visit call ask finances were a total mess trust me companies do not care massive debt and financial penalties and took over 18 months to get a job after painful physical rehabilitation and explaining over and over and over that i was in a coma not just or just not just not working and then covid can you imagine oh my god Oh my god, I'll never forget that look on the doctor's face when I was like, Hey uh, (laughs) I simply I was like no one's ever gonna call me dumb again. No one's ever gonna make me feel like it's
2: stupid. Well I mean we can relate like a few three years ago or whatever when I got that concussion at work. Yes. And the bills don't stop coming. No, you do not wait obviously. That was when I was working
1: as well.
0: Do not stop coming
1: and
2: it was like
0: good.
3: Gosh.
0: that was an awful that was- weird we're of our history together. Yeah, also
3: I remember
2: that uh, when I got my concussion and it was causing me to have way worse sleep issues than I already had so I slept in like three days and went to the doc.
0: they
2: were like oh the, the doctor was like let me give you something that should help with sleep. Um, I don't, you know, technically, it's not like a normal thing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to prescribe you some Xanax. Just take some, remember what? that? When she was like, just take a take a, chase it with like a glass or two of wine, and you should go to sleep. And like, look at oh, no, it's like
0: opioid addiction. It's like, and, uh,
2: Oh, okay, well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. If I'm wrong, somebody correct. Me.
0: If I'm cr- wrong, me if no, I'm correct. I mean that's a
2: terrible thing to do. Be like, hey, take these natural anex- creations. Wow. uh, you know, drink a bunch of alcohol with them to help you go to sleep. That's a terrible idea.
1: Wow, some doctor, Jesus. Yep.
2: All right. Because. They had no effect on me, so I just threw them away.
1: <laughs> wow. I'm sure someone really hates hearing that you threw those away. You nope. could have sold them. Damn. <laughs> I'm not just about kidding. <laughs> For legal purposes, I am only joking. Good.
2: No, legitimate purposes. I'm not trying to sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. This one is comes from Reddit as well. I found it very interesting. So I had no idea, but this is an actual fact in history. Uh, This was under the subreddit Today I Learned, and the title is... The t- uh, today I learned that after the Portuguese dictator Salazar went into a coma, he was dismissed as prime minister. When he emerged from it and recovered luc- lucidity, no one wanted to tell him he had been removed from power. Instead, he was allowed to, quote, rule, unquote, in <laughs> privacy until his death two years later. Man, his
2: friends are dicks. <laughs>
1: oh, listen to this. Someone commented and was like, Mr. Salazar ruled Portugal from 1932 until 1968 when he suffered yes. a series of health problems and was replaced as head of state by Marcelo Gaetano. I think How do you say it. Gaetano? Uh, Until his death in 1970, aides gave Mr. Salazar a fake version of the newspaper Diario Donositas each day, which carried fictional stories to make it seem like he was still in charge. Notasias. Notasias. Sorry, I said that wrong. Each night, the editor would create a special edition of the newspaper just for Mr. Salazar to remove (laughs) any reference to Mr. Catano and his government. Man,
2: he's got some loyal friends.
1: Ministers would attend meetings with the ailing dictator and even make disparaging comments against Mr. Catano. Crazy, right? Can you believe that's real?
2: No, I don't want my friends to do that that's
1: so crazy
2: like if i woke up from a coma and they're like oh yeah everything's still going swimmingly sir
1: <laughs> the I'm whole like, newspaper <laughs> thing sends fake me.
2: news. what papers. a job
1: like he's like every single night he would replace his name like his his the, the real dictator would replace his friend's name and would be like yeah this is this is this is you but is still ruling. Like, yeah. how crazy. And he probably, wow, he probably.
2: I want loyal friends, but not that loyal.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's like an asshole. Like, am I, I the know. asshole? Or am I not in that situation You're, to do that? You are, you are. You think so? I don't know. I want
2: you to tell me how it is. If I'm in a coma, pull the plug. If I wake up from a no, coma. No, 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 no,
1: It wasn't about a life or death thing. Well, it was about if I wake up from a coma,
2: tell me everything I missed and didn't do. That's what I
1: but what if you're like old, you're like 87, and I need to. I, I well, was if I
2: was 87, you shouldn't just pull the plug the second I went <gasps> in. Shelly, almost that's rude. 13 years away from 100. Shoot, take Joey me out Connor. to the pasture. You know, freaking old Yeller. No, now.
1: you don't even, you've never even watched <laughs> old Yeller. You don't know the emotional trauma yeah, that is that movie. I did watch it. Stop.
2: It was okay.
1: All right. The last bit comes from a subreddit called No Stupid Question. These are questions related to coma questions. And if you guys enjoy this segment, I would like to add No Stupid Questions into our regular episodes because I enjoyed some of these questions. And some of them, that's kind of like, yeah, that's dumb, obviously. So I skipped a couple of them. But the ones that I did find, I feel like I genuinely I wanted to ask Someone asked under Tibordo23, no stupid questions. If a drunk driver killed someone in a car accident and was put into a coma themselves, would a trial take place like normal or would they have to wait until they were out of the coma?
2: Pull the plug. You killed somebody.
1: Oh, Why is it always death with you? Can you just, like, give <laughs> someone a chance? God, God save you. If if somebody gave him a joke. chance at
2: driving a car, and he killed somebody with it.
1: Right, I agree. Maybe an eye for an eye in this situation, but Jesus. A hammer
2: on his coat. Well, that's eye. not the
1: question that's being asked, is if he should an die. An eye for an it's... eye
2: leaves everyone blind.
1: You literally just said <laughs> to kill him, so you are taking an eye for an eye. Yep. And so everyone's blind.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, what's your argument? Yeah. Man, people probably think we <laughs> absolutely hate each other. I love giving Joey a hard time. Busting no. I mean, his chops. That's like I like to call it.
2: Drunk driver kills somebody in a car accident. Well, at least they'd be, you know, if nothing else, they'd be convicted of manslaughter. So, either way, they, you know, should be, you know, set in. Right, but like the official trial well um, they would just the, have to wait i mean that's
1: exactly what someone said they were like a person well, no, I mean, in a coma was, cannot just, be put on trial in the u.s the trial would have to wait for them to regain consciousness and be competent for trial yeah
2: i mean no legitimately if that was a situation then the person just stays in the hospital they would put a handcuff to the bed to the person you know in case they woke up and whenever they woke up that's when they notify the court system and go through with the hearing it's not not that tricky.
1: Okay, I thought it was worth asking. The next one comes from the same subreddit. Uh, let's see, under deleted. No one had someone had removed their name. If an addict falls into a coma for a long enough time, will they wake up cured of their addiction due to the absence of the addictive substance no. while they were comatose? No. You don't think so? Uh,
2: no. Someone commented, uh,
1: Cherry Jergen says, This exact thing happened to one of my friend's alcoholic um, and Packer Moore, a day smoker, father. He had a stroke and was placed in a medically induced coma while he went through withdrawal. He came out of the coma completely free of his alcohol dependency, and he's never craved a drop since. So it seems that for the physical addiction, he's, quote, cured. But who knows about the psychological aspect? He could revert back to old behaviors if he encounters a significant enough stressor. So far, and thankfully that hasn't happened. However, he still craves cigarettes and still smokes to this day. He said he craved a cigarette right away. I'm not sure which vice since he's I'm not sure which vice he's had longer, um, but both have been in his life for twenty plus years. I also don't know if being in a coma for a longer period of time would have worked on the cigarette addiction. I know this just is anecdotal but i figured it could help your question No, so that's still interesting personal to think
2: opinion about. you're going
1: I, on like a detox i
2: don't think it would i mean it's not going to stop you from being an addict the only reason you're not an addict is because you're not in front of it if he had a beer he'd start it all over again because you know an addict's mentality from a psychological standpoint it's the brain is thinking right. that you're getting it's dopamine not the physical thing in your Every body. drink, every sip you're having, your so they're brain. chasing the dopamine, right? Okay. And it's it's a chemical imbalance, and you're even though most of the spike of dopamine you get from alcohol as an alcoholic or uh, somebody that's addicted to pills or anything most of that dopamine hit you're going to get is off the first sip or the first puff or the first, Mm. whatever.
0: After that, you think
2: after that, your body is literally just chasing it, trying to get that boost again. Mm. It's a, it's a chemical imbalance. Addiction is not like a choice of somebody just choosing to pick up that beer and be like, oh, this is too much. I got to do, you know, a 12-pack a night or whatever.
1: Right, right
0: it's, right. it's a
2: chemical imbalance of your brain if trying anything, to chase that dopamine.
1: It would release. make it worse because you've had long enough away from it. And you're like, ooh, first time
2: yeah, in and a while. while you know, it's going to be a They're nice like, hit. oh, yeah, well, he hasn't touched a drop, so he hasn't had a problem. Well, at the end of the day, he's still an addict because if he touched a drop, he would have a problem.
3: Oh, Theoretically. Logically. You know, I don't know the guy.
2: But, you know speaking of vague majorities that's Mm. just how it works
1: someone else asked by or someone named tell you could we use quote patients and coma as blood farms or permanent blood donors and i was like at first i was like but could we you know and someone said technically yes someone else commented and said morally no (laughs) Someone was like, morally, yes, if he gives consent, e.g. organ donations. And then someone was like, blood is not an organ. Then someone commented back and was like, that's really just a technicality. Blood is part of your body you can donate. Same as a kidney. Maybe even better since you can re- recreate it. Someone was like, it's very important for a particular organ, though. Someone said all. Someone said, well, it's preferable to keep it away from the pipe organ. And someone was like, well, it is a tissue. Whether that comes along with being a donor is another thing. Organ donations are done after you are dead and no longer need your organs. This is a different situation.
2: <laughs> yeah, but.
1: So, like. All right. Knows. So, your opinion, if you were. I would like to think that they can be used. Yeah, I would I would like to think that. As long as it wouldn't hurt them in their healing I mean, process. If
2: consciously somebody was like, you're going to be in a coma for six months.
1: Yeah, I'd be like. You sure, can do what, what you want blood. with your
2: body. I'd be pissed off if well if it was optional. I mean, I don't think okay, that's an yeah. option.
1: No, I think it should be given. But as if it an was option.
2: something that was an option in normal practice, I would be pissed off. Yes. Why wouldn't you use me? I'm just sitting here, like a vegetable. You might as well get something. Well, I think some
1: people, on the same token, would get offended. But yeah, this
2: is just theoretical because obviously, that's yeah, not it's practice. not a thing.
1: I think I would be shocked if they took blood from me without asking. But if they did it while it was like a thing, I would be like, why didn't you? you know? Yeah. Because, I don't know, I feel like if they took it without me without me giving consent, I'd be kind of butthurt about it, but uh, I wouldn't would. be pissed. I wouldn't care. Hmm. Okay. Fair. Fair. Fair.
2: But again, I'm from the school of thought where if I'm in a coma, I consider myself dead at that point. Just pull the plug. And maybe it's too harsh or too quick of oh, a A lot of people uh, decision, would say that that is a
1: harsh decision. But
2: oh, that's just the way I see it.
1: All right. Well, that's fair. Everybody has their opinions.
2: And, you know, I've had people in my family die while in comas and stuff like that. So it's, for me, in a personal, you know, viewpoint, it's like, well, I see how this goes. I see my family history. Might as well just, you know, get what you can out of me and pull the plug. See you later.
1: Yeah. Okay. I would agree with that. That sounds morbid, but I agree. All right. I'm going to start sharing my screen one last time, and we're going to try and watch these videos. Hope that my Wi-Fi works. It's not I mean, my, I'm sorry, my hotspot. Hopefully you guys can hear us. Bear with me. Go ahead and tell them spooky.
0: La, 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 la. I wow.
1: can't believe we're already Almost. on
0: episode
1: 50. Sam, can you believe 50. that? 50 episodes. That's 50, more than 50 weeks that we've been doing because we've taken off like a week or two in between here never mind i'll tell you guys in a second um let's watch this one video of a guy waking up from a coma for 10 years god i'm really straining my phone right
2: right so while that's loading um so you know he was talking about that one story of the dude that had a 19 year coma, you know, and he was born and he had the you know, picks kids pretty much twenty years old like how do you even respond to that like oh, I, I don't know. i would I don't even know how to live life after that like that sounds you know dramatic, but only no. like. <sighs> This video shows Don Herbert, who in 1995
1: was fighting a fire when the roof above him collapsed, causing him to receive a severe brain injury. He fell into a coma for 10 years straight until he was put on a new set of medications that gradually began waking him up. When he was, when he was fully, fully aware, aware he, was he was conscious, conscious his with
0: his memories
2: intact and began immediately, immediately asking for his wife's wife Don's story, story, as well as the as family, the was thrown into the spotlight, and this footage shows Don's first, first
1: interaction with his
0: wife and wife five kids. However, however soon after, Don was trying to get out of bed when he slipped and fell, suffering from a second brain
3: injury and died. the
1: way he is crying just sends me i can't so emotional um someone else says this is on tiktok i hope that you guys can hear us while we're still sharing our screen here
2: if not send a comment
1: if not let us know but um this will be the last video that i'll share we'll do fact or fake next week when we have um someone with actual internet connection hopefully i can have brenna come on
2: our internet will be better you
1: know hopefully Um, by then
0: our internet will be upgraded and
1: we've internet that we have so
3: 11-year-old she girl shot you're coming, not going to need a part two. There was an 11 year old girl named Victoria who started, started to develop a strange, strange, illness. Illness. Develop the a strange illness. illness. The once healthy girl started experiencing, attacks experiencing asthma, attacks attacks asthma attacks and frequent
2: fainting. Her symptoms, symptoms
3: became very bad, bad and she started losing control of parts
2: of her body. The doctors diagnosed her with multiple autoimmune diseases and they also said she had irreversible brain damage. She eventually fell into a coma and had to be taken care of at home, but her mother never lost hope. After, After Victoria's 15th birthday, birthday she began, she began to, to regain control of her control eyes. After, After a few, few months, Victoria relearned how to speak, to speak again and what she told her parents shocked them. Victoria told them that she was conscious the entire time and she was able to hear and see everything around her. She may have been locked in her own
0: body with no way out, but she never lost hope. Follow me to end part 2. 11-year-old girl,
1: Crazy.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. All of this. This has been wild.
2: Oh, can you imagine being conscious through your whole coma watching your family be like, I don't know, I guess we gotta pull that plug. You're oh going, you no, 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 no. But you can't move or Oh anything.
1: my gosh. Someone said that she must have been bored because she just sat there staring at a wall for all those all that time. I was like, Yeah, I would be bored out of my brain. Well, what are you gonna do? Um so it's good to know. I guess if someone you know is in a coma, make sure that they're entertained. Leave the TV on. Talk to them. Something. Better put
2: on some American Dad yeah. for me.
1: <laughs> Okay. I'll put some American or Dad Or The Office. Yeah. Or All bones. the annoying shows that you like to watch, I'll turn them on.
2: If I'm in a coma, put on TV shows I like until I die. Okay. Just in case. Just for you. Just in case. Okay. No commercials.
1: Okay. Try- I'll pay for the premium. Okay. so we don't have to watch the commercials. It. <laughs> That's
2: why you're the
1: best. Thanks. All right, guys. Well, that is it for us. I hope that you enjoyed. Remember that you can use code uh, live stream on our website, twogoolspodcast.com. You can support the pod by getting a shirt, a hoodie, a cropped hoodie, or a mug. You can get a sticker. You can slap that bitch wherever you walk, and people will be like, hmm, what's that, Two Ghouls? And you guys will be supporting the show. I appreciate you. Sam and I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Um, that is it for us. Goodbye.